Hey everybody and welcome to the latest edition of Steve's NRL Footy Tips for Round 3. I'm your host, Stephen Westway, and today we have a huge edition of the show for the first time ever. It's been a year in the making. I've got my special guest and my first ever special guest for the show, introducing you all to Matt Cosru. Matt, Cos, as I like to call you, you're a giant NRL fan. What have you thought of the opening fortnight of the Telstra Premiership in 2021? Thanks, mate. Thanks for having me. Um... First two weeks have been pretty pretty good so far. Round two, very wet. Uh, what teams really stood out to you so far in the opening fortnight? Because there's obviously there's a few teams on the ladder with two wins. Um, teams like, you know, the Roosters, yeah. the Panthers, the Raiders, Newcastle and Parramatta have all won both their games. What team has really impressed you in the opening fortnight of the competition? Um, I'd have to go the Eels and the Roosters. I think uh, Parramatta... That second half comeback in round one against Brisbane was uh, pretty impressive, albeit with a few injuries to Brisbane and the fact they were out of gas. But to come back is still a good effort. And the Roosters, well, you know, what, what more can you say? I know they've played two bottom eight sides from last year, but, you know. They've been extremely impressive. Only yeah, letting in 10 points. Only letting in 10 points in the first two weeks is a huge achievement, especially with the game getting sped up and... You know, they're, they're, they're a team we're going to get into. We're obviously going to preview the massive matches this week between the South Sydney Rabbitohs and the Sydney Roosters. The biggest rival in the history of the sport, Cos. Um, we've also got Penrith versus Melbourne. We're going to jump into that as well. For our tips this year, I think you're about the same as me so far, mate. We both got 11 in the first two weeks. Yep. I started the year off with six out of eight. And uh, I was zero from three to start the round last weekend. Of course, tipping some upsets there, like the Warriors and the Broncos. They both didn't come up. And uh, the Storm, obviously, going down to the Eels, really screwed a lot of people's perfect weeks this week. But I'm 11 out of 16. It's not a horrible start. So hopefully, looking to get that elusive perfect round in the podcast. I don't think I've ever gotten one in the history of this show so far, Cos. So it can, only, it can only get better from this point on. So, uh, But before we start, guys, please remember to like Steve's NRL Footy Tips on Facebook. Please subscribe, leave a review, and share this podcast with all your friends, wherever you guys like it, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, any of your favourite uh, streaming services for your podcast. And because uh, the audience don't really know you too well, so, you know, we've got uh, some comments during the week about, you know, potential guests on this show. And you're my first guest. It's a huge, huge episode of the show. No pressure. It's the biggest show I've ever done in the history of Steve's NRL Footy Tips. But tell the folks at home how you got into rugby league and because... I said in the lead up to this podcast that your knowledge rivals mine in terms of the sport, that you're very passionate when it comes to the sport of rugby league. So just tell the folks how you became uh, such a big fan of rugby league and you're a diehard Dragons fan. It's been an up and down couple of seasons for you, mate, but um, the last 10 years since that great premiership win. But uh, tell everybody why, why, you, why you love rugby league so mate, much. I, I love, I've loved it since a kid. You know, My dad played it when he was a kid all the way till... You know, he was 30, 35 years old. And for as long as I can remember, I've just always loved rugby league. You played at uh, juniors while you're, when yeah, you were yeah, in the yeah. growing up as well and yeah. into your played, teen years? Played till um, high school and then uh, retired at the age of 16, you know. Well, big career, mate. You, you, you'd <laughs> yeah. achieved everything you could in the game at yeah, that point. Wayne, so. Wayne offered me a big contract in 09, <laughs> but knocked it back for, for Maccas, but yeah. You know, <laughs> so hey, a promising career cut short, but uh, you're honestly, mate, your uh, your dedication to the Dragons. You've been a member for a very long time on and off yeah, the course yeah. over the years. But yeah. uh, why do you love the the big red V so much, mate? You know, watching Blacklock and Barrett and McGregor and and all those players back in the day, and then. Well, you were a Steelers fan originally before the merge. Uh, yeah, so Dad... Obviously, you were a bit younger in those days. Yeah, um, so Dad always supported St. George, and then when Illawarra came along, he supported both. They merged, which worked out well for him. But uh, yeah, Illawarra, mainly Illawarra, when I was a kid. Can't really remember too much, but yeah, mainly St. George, Illawarra, and yeah. Followed him the whole time, and that grand final win in 2010 was something special. And yeah, it was. We'll get into that Dragons preview shortly, mate, because we've got a lot to talk about there. It's been a mixed start to the season, but finally yep. getting a first win on the board last week. When I was asking you, and when I thought about this podcast and how you know I was going to ask you about your backstory and why you love rugby league so much, I realised that despite doing this podcast for a year, I haven't actually told 
the people at home how I got into this <laughs> into the sport as well. So growing up uh, in my childhood, I'm one of six kids, a very big family, and my dad and his brothers always played rugby league for a long time in the local level. And dad, uh, he played for years uh, for Group Seven down here in New South Wales in the rugby league, and he had an opportunity to you know, play alongside some future first graders and some first graders at the time during the course of his playing career. But growing up, obviously, football is a very big part of my family's life. So, you know, I played it as a kid as well and and played in, in, in the junior competitions. My dad never actually wanted me to play mm-hmm. uh, because post-football, he realised and he was smart enough to realise all the injuries and stuff that can come post-life. Like, you know, dad for playing for, for, for years, you know, his knees and his back and yeah. Not in the best shape as, you know, all post-football lives kind of have. You have to deal with that sort of stuff. So he wanted, you know, something better for me. And as as I got older and got into, you know, started getting a job and stuff like that, I decided to give it away and, and stop playing. I, I was never the most athletic guy, so I probably was never going to be a superstar in the game anyway. But I was a big second row, a big forward cause, and I liked, you know, doing plenty of tackles and running the ball. I wasn't a thinking man's football, but I had a had an ability to read the game pretty well. So yeah. at a young age, while I was playing it, I was always more obsessed with, with learning about the game and studying the game. And as a child, I, uh, I supported the South Sydney Rabbitohs. My dad goes to the Eels. My brother's a diehard Dragons fan like yourself. But I liked the Rabbit as about three or four-year-old. Then we got kicked out of the comp. And because I was you know obsessed with rugby league, I, I found myself drawn to the Broncos and their superstars, your Lockheers, your Webkeys. I liked the, the Knights as well because they had Joey Johns running around. When the Rabbitohs came back in, I, I became a, a supporter for my entire life, the rest of my the rest of my life up until this point. I got paid out as a kid for a long period of time because we are getting you know wooden spoon after wooden spoon. A lot of tough years there, but uh, I loved the South Sydney Rabbitohs. I loved the sport of rugby league and, you know, Despite the comments, I'm up to 500 likes on on this Facebook page now, Steve's and I all three tips. And sometimes you get some trolls that come into the into the group. But despite the comments, you know we're not rugby league experts. We're just people that love the game, love talking about the game, give our tips every week. So I want to thank you guys for all your support. We're going to get into the rounds matches now. We've got a huge round. It's a great uh, show to have a guest cause because some of these matches, especially at the start of the round, are some of the biggest oh, yeah. matches that we're going to have this year. So a lot to talk about this week on Steve's NRL Free Tips. It's a pleasure to have you as a guest. And are you ready to get into the action? Ready for round three. Ready to go. Let's get into it. All right, guys, this is shaping up to be one of the most important rounds of the week. Before we get into all my tips of the week, please remember to like Steve's NRL Footy Tips on Facebook. We're past 500. Let's really start the drive to a thousand. Thank you for the support for the opening fortnight. But round three is set to kick off with an absolutely blockbuster game. And my special guest, Matt Cosgrove, is here to talk all about the football during the course of the weekend with me. And as I said, it all kicks off Thursday night from 8.05 p.m. at... Bluebet Stadium. Yeah, Where yeah. is Bluebet? It's Penrith Stadium. They just announced uh, a couple of days ago that. Well, that really threw me off. I'm used <laughs> to saying Panthers Stadium, <laughs> yeah, but the next from Bluebet Stadium, the Penrith Panthers versus yep. the Melbourne Storm, the grand final rematch. Yep. Cause you've watched these two teams opening two matches. What do you think about this match, and uh, how have you thought the Panthers and the Storm have responded after their grand final appearances last right. year? I'll start with the Storm. Uh, the obvious one, they're really missing uh, Cameron Smith, especially last week. I feel last week he would have, uh, he could have, he actually probably would have got them over the line. But uh, yeah, just missing his experience there in a tight game with that kind of weather. Um, but yeah, and also. How do you think they went against? So obviously last week they, they came up short, a little bit short against Parramatta. I mean, do you think it's a sign? Because obviously you've got, you know, Cameron Smith, he's not he's irreplaceable. You're not going yeah, to replace yeah. the future immortal of the game. Harry Grant's out. They've got Fanukan out. Branko Lee's also still missing yeah, for him. Yeah, yeah. They're obviously lacking a little bit of leadership there. And, you know, watching that game last week, did you feel like Melbourne were going to steal that victory against Parramatta? Because with spoil that, because of their reputation, because how good a coach Craig Bellamy is, yeah. I still thought Melbourne were going to find a way to win that game um, up to the dying moments last week. Yeah. What did you think? Yeah, I pretty much agree there. Um, but I go back to my first point. Like, that's what was missing, that experience there. The leadership. You know, you've got... Who's the captain? Bromwich and... Bromwich and... Uh, I think it was Finucane, but it's Bromwich. Yeah, Finucane, yeah, yeah. So, so Bromwich out. has been leading it. And, yeah, and you've you got um, Munster there who's still, you know inexperienced himself in a leadership role yeah, definitely and, yeah and um 
So yeah, just they're lacking something. They're lacking a bit yeah. of spark. Well, and if they're opening two games. They haven't strung an eighty-minute performance together. Not know? at all. They started round one on fire in the first 20, 25 minutes, but then the Rabbitohs just, just couldn't capitalise yeah. because they were struggling for the rest. They were of that lucky game. enough to get a you know, big enough lead. It was um, yeah hard for the Rabbits to run down, but. So Felice Cafusi missing from their lineup this week as well. I mean, yep. after the the elbow to the head to Ryan Madison, which yep. Ryan Madison's concussed. Did you think that was a fair punishment? They had a big conversation on NRL 360 no. about it yesterday, and no, it was definite simbin. Could have been a send off in my yep. opinion. I they went through the footage after the game, and at first look, you're like, oh, that wasn't too bad. But when you look at that replay, you slow it down. You can see that there's definitely intent to the. To the head. Yeah, just um, the fact that he contacted his head. And he's done it multiple times. You look yeah. at it, he, he's targeted yeah. Cordner multiple times last year. I like the way Felice Kafusi plays, but you've got to get that guy to get the yeah, game. You, you and I think, yeah. I think the NRL needs to make a, st- a stronger statement on the last time. Well, Moving on to Penrith, and uh, they obviously have named pretty much a very similar team to their sides that for the first time in over 100 years, we saw a team concede a try for the first two games of a regular season. And yeah. Navy Clear is in doubt because of a concussion as well. Um, just like, you know, our conversation just about Madison and he was he was, you know, he's been one of their best for the past year and a half. Oh yeah. Penrith, if they're traveling all right, I don't think they've been super impressive in their two games. They've been versus an opposition yeah, yeah, yeah. that probably yeah. won't be contenders this year. Uh, how do you feel this match is gonna go? What do you think Look, uh, they've got how's, how's it gonna play out? They've got the uh, the drive to win this one based on you know, falling one short last year in the grand final. So, you know, they've got that hunger to get that revenge, I guess. So early on in the season, you know, that grand final was only a few months ago. It was the end of October. Now it's the only game they've lost in over a year at this yeah, point. So, yeah. I mean, it's going to be a hell of a, a hell of a contest. Penrith are going to be out for revenge, not a doubt about it. Uh, do you think the game severely changes if Cleary doesn't play? You know, obviously Matt Burton's going to yeah. come in and do a job I if he doesn't, so. but... Do you like, think he will play? He's I, been named well, today at 4 o'clock in the 4 o'clock team list. Yeah, but he's been named. Um, I think he'll play. I think they're just... They'll play mind games right up to kickoff, but I think he'll play. Like As long as he passes you know, the, the protocols for the HIA and all that, he will play. He won't want to miss this, this one. No, not, not at all. Not a grand final match. And this is really Panthers, Penrith's first challenge. We kind of know where the storm at, as we mentioned. They're lacking a little bit of leadership. But Penrith, on the other hand, they haven't had a threat... This year so far, so it's yeah. going to be a litmus well, test for them. Kind of like the Roosters, which we'll get to a little bit later. Their first real challenge this weekend as yeah. well. But uh, it's going to be a hell of a game. I don't. I think the battle of the forward packs going to dictate terms. I've, I say that a lot on this podcast. But I mean, Penrith forward packs have been impressive so far this year. James Fisher Harris has been outstanding yeah, for them in particular. Kick out was unstoppable last week. Isaiah Yo just keeps getting better every game he plays. Um, like a fine. Fine red wine. He gets a bit better of age. Uh, Isaiah, yo. But, uh, you know, Melbourne, Welsh, Bromwich, both the Bromwiches, Nelson and Sophie Solomona, they definitely got the talent to match them with Penrith. And I feel like yeah. this is definitely going to be a battle of who can get their star ex-players in the contest the fastest. I mean, Cleary versus Pamahousen and Munster and, yeah. and obviously Lua there as well. It's going to yeah. be a mouth-watering contest. Yeah. How do you see this game going, Cos? Who, you got, who have uh, I got in this match? I've got the uh, Panthers to win. Panthers, Panthers boy. Give me uh, a margin. If I was to give you a margin, I'd probably go... I'd play it safe go six. I think it would be... Panthers by yeah, six? Be a close one. So I was wondering if we're going to have the same footy tips this week. Uh, as, as my first guest, I'm going to go against you straight away. I'm going to go <laughs> Melbourne. I think how often do you see Melbourne lose two games in a row? And I know it's not necessarily the same Melbourne team that we've yeah. seen in the past, yeah. but I feel like Bellamy's going to have them fired up. He's going to have them ready to go. And... Uh, you know, he expects greatness from his team, Bellamy. People don't perform. I know George Jennings, for example, he had a terrible game last week. Yeah. Bellamy's going to have him ready yeah. um, to try to keep his first grade spot uh, out from Brenko Lee, who's coming back in a couple of weeks. And I just feel like, especially if it's wet, that Melbourne, are, because obviously it's in Sydney, we've had a lot of rain yeah. over the past week. I feel like Melbourne is such a good team at grinding out victories. It didn't go to plan last week, but I feel like that Melbourne will be at their best, back to their best this week. And I, I think Penrith... Don't get me wrong, they're a great team. They'll be there come, you know, finals time. They're going to be right up there as premiership contenders. They deserve to be, you know, premiership favourites. But, I mean, this is their first test. We'll see how they respond. They were a bit overawed by the occasion in the grand final. So we'll see if it's a different story this time. 
All good. Well, that was our that was our match preview for the Panthers versus the Storm, a blockbuster game. You've got Melbourne by six. Yeah. I know I've got Melbourne. I've got Melbourne by oh, six. Yeah. You got Penrith by six. I'm yeah. gonna go six two. I just stole your margin. But that is our prediction. Let's move on to the Friday night games. All right, let's move on to the Friday night games now. And two huge matches in the course of this competition early on in the season. It all kicks off at 6 p.m. from Wynn Stadium, our local stadium here down in Wollongong Cos, and it's yep. going to be the St. George Lord Dragons, your St. George Lord Dragons, first in the Manly Seagulls. The Dragons, they got a win on the board for the first time this year, last weekend, against yep. the Bleeded Cowboys team. Todd Payton was very depressed after that game, and yeah, uh, yeah. Manly, well, they haven't been travelling so well themselves. Uh, obviously missing Tom Trojevich. They're missing some leadership there. They've got a lot of injuries. Yeah. It's a huge game for both clubs, Cos. You're yep. a Dragon supporter. What do you think about this match? Can the Dragons go two in a row? Uh, yes, I do think they'll go two in a row. That's the least surprising thing I've heard this week, <laughs> that you think they can go two in a row. Um, Tell me why. What did you like about last week? What did I like about... Uh, well, it was a game they would have easily have lost last year. And that's no disrespect to Paul McGregor. You know, we're not coaches, so can't really talk about, you know, his style or whatever. Absolutely. But, it's definitely a game they probably would have lost last year. And the fact that they dug in and they were in trouble multiple times. They had a lead. The Cowboys score again. I watched this game with you. It yeah. was a hard game for you to watch, mate. I saw you up and down, <laughs> up and down yeah. throughout the course of the 80 minutes. Yeah, um, just the way they defended, really. Like, I think in that second half, I think the Cowboys had multiple chances. And, yeah, the way they dug in for each other was definitely... Not what I saw last year. I think with the exception of that Mary's last game last year where they dug in for him. But other than that, yeah, it was good to see. Um, it's definitely a game they would have thrown away last I think, year. I think they definitely improved from round one. I don't think they played that bad in round one. No, no, I don't so, think they played that bad either. Um, defensively, you've got some issues. And it just seems yeah. as soon as you make you do something good in matches, you yeah. drop the ball yeah. or you come up with a silly yeah. right, and let the opponent straight back to the yeah. game. I feel like Manly are going to be very, very, very desperate in this game, Cos. Yeah. Um, they've had two weeks that definitely haven't gone their way. They only lost 26-12 to 12 against the Rabbitohs yeah. last week. I think the rain might have evened things up a little bit, but they definitely, didn't yeah. look great. Um, it's going to be a, a little bit of a hostile crowd at Wing Stadium. I mean, who knows how much how much the crowd's going to be, especially if this weather continues. Yeah. But, you know, I liked what I saw from the Dragons. and You, you touched on the fact that they it's definitely a game they would have lost last season. I think we need to touch on the fact that it was all in the back of one man, and that was Ben Hunt. Yep. I mean, he had his best game, one of the best games I've ever seen him play, and easily yeah. his best game since we signed on with the Dragons. Yeah. Do you think this captaincy is lifted into new levels in his games and a little bit more consistent? Do you think he can keep this up? Because we know with Ben Hunt, he's a little bit like Latrell Mitchell yeah. and some of these other guys like Milford, where they're yeah. either rocks or diamonds yeah. each week. Yeah, 100%. Can, can Hunt keep this form going? He's confident right. from what you saw from your halves. Because Norman, he played his first game last week as well. Yeah, it's uh, pretty obvious. His history, Ben Hunt, when it dates back to that grand final, and you know pe- people are saying has he recovered and whatnot. He's gone through multiple mental health issues and whatnot. It's been pretty well documented there. Uh, then he moves clubs. He's obviously signed with St George a few years ago on big money. Yep, huge. Money. Not his fault. You know, if I get thrown that money, like I'm signing. I'm exactly. Asking, I'm asking, exactly. I'm asking where the dotted line is. Definitely. I'm signing. But obviously there comes pressure because of that price With that tag huge contract. And the position he plays. Every seven is under pressure, no matter what. Well, like we saw it with Luke Brooks. We've seen yeah. it so many times. Um, and um, this year so, already. Chad Townsend on Sunday night, yeah. same thing with those misconversions. The way I see it, the way um, reuniting with, uh, with Anthony Griffin, Hook, as coach at a different club, at a more mature age for Ben. He's in his 30s now. And... Um, Obviously, the signing of McCulloch has helped too. Playing, uh, feels a lot. He seems a lot more natural with yeah, McCulloch around. Yeah, so yep. I think um, with no disrespect to McInnes, who's obviously you know great player in his own right, McCulloch's got that experience. He's played with Ben before. He's got that kicking game, something Cam doesn't really have. So that's really helped as well. And as you said, Normie, um, Normie came back on on the weekend to. Um, he had a decent game. I wouldn't say he had a great game. I wouldn't say he had a great game. He had a either. decent game. Yep. Um, 
pretty good for his uh, first official hit out anyway. So overall, you're confident heading into this season? Is that what you're saying right now? What are you? What are you? What are um, your expectations for the rest look, of the year, mate? Because I know we're doing I'm, this match preview. We'll get into Manly in a sec. We'll get into our predictions. But you are a Dragon supporter. What do you think is a successful year for this Dragons club? Because obviously the last few years, it hasn't been great. You've been up and down. Yeah. Nobody really predicted you'd make the finals this year. No. What would you, you yourself, consider this year to be a success if you if you finish where? What do, you, what do you want to see from your club this year? What I want to see is just games from last year where we were in winnable positions at halftime in a lot of games last year and we went on to lose. I want to see... You know, they don't have to win all of them, but just at least go on with most of them and just... Compete? Show, yeah, compete. Show an effort. Don't, you know, fold under pressure or start doing stupid things. And We all know the talent the Dragons yeah, in their yeah. club. It's just being more consistent. Let's move on to Manly quickly. It's been a disaster fortnight. They re-signed Des Hasler. The effort was a bit better on the weekend, but still not really there. They're... They're big men like Cherry Evans and Foran, who, you know, admittedly is only a fortnight back into this old club. Their yeah. playmakers really need to step up. Yeah. Their defence seems to fold under any bit of pressure. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they're just la- lacking a lot of a lot of star power. And he, a little bit of spark. Dylan, Dylan Walker hasn't been fantastic at fullback. He's had glimpses of, of good, but... Uh, they're going to be desperate against the Dragons, as I said. Yeah. Uh, do you see the, the Dragons? Let's just look at the team list. The Dragons, I don't think, have, have made a change. I think they're 1-17, exactly the same. Yeah, yeah. Schuster, the young 5'8", is actually going to be playing in the second row this week for Manly because of all their injuries yep. and their injury crisis to Davey and Curtis Sirenin and obviously Tommy's still out for him. So they've got a couple of changes there. Um, but, you know, Kurt, uh, Kate Cust luckily is playing as well after he was feared that he was going to be ruled out as well. Yep. How do you see this game on Friday night going and are mainly a chance to, to cause an upset? Because as I said, the Dragons, it's a bit like Ben Hunt, their whole club really. It's rocks or diamonds when you get the Dragons. You never yeah. know what Dragons you're going to get. Yeah, exactly. You know, Based on last Saturday, I expect them to back it up and win this game. I wouldn't say win it comfortably because there's no such thing as winning comfortably for us at the moment. But uh, yeah. Um, Where would you like to see improve from last week? Uh, get those errors out of the game. Saw it in round one. You know, Cronulla's first two tries led off, you know, Stupid, stupid. Matt Dufty's positioning. Yeah. Let's yeah. mention that he wasn't there at fullback. Uh, you know, yeah. it just uh, they're big forwards. Lauren yeah, just Vaughan, some one per- just the one percenters. Just yep. those, er- you know, errors are, are natural in rugby league, but errors at the wrong end of the field is something that we're pretty good at. It's a coach killer. <laughs> it let's, is. Let's be honest. Is. I don't know, Anthony Griffin, mate. He's... Well, he doesn't give much away in the in the box. He's Complete opposite to a Bellamy, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know that would have hurt. He would have been focused on that on the train. And what do you got the Dragons by this week? Um, yeah, obviously, tip Dragons. Uh, their history over Manly, yeah, they've won five of their last six. But in saying that, I've gone back and look at the uh, the last six games at Winter Stadium where we've won one out of six. We went to a few of those. Yeah. And, uh, it hasn't been a, yeah, the last year was a really tough that, year. Before that, home. they were seven from eight. So they're in a bit of a. Um, a bit of a rut down there in Wollongong, but I'm going to back them. I'll back them by, uh, I'll go 16. Dragons by 16, 13 yeah. plus. That's yeah. a huge call. Yeah. Uh, I I'm, I don't know where I'm really leaning with this game. Mainly, I think you're going to be really desperate to have a good performance. They are yeah. under all sorts of pressure. Cherry Evans, in my opinion, really needs to take the game. He needs to step up uh, and, and lead this inexperienced team um, yeah. around the field. 2019, we saw Tom Shrovich out for a significant part of the season. They really stepped up and they fired. They haven't been able to do that since Dez's first year back there. And really, I mean, the, I, I think this match is a lot more important for... Well, it's important for both clubs, don't get me wrong, but Manly need... Something needs to give soon for Manly. Yeah. Tommy yeah. can come back and they can win a couple of games all they like, but if they can't show anything without Tom Shrovich in that side, and obviously all their other injuries then they're going to be in for a very tough season. It's their 75th season, I believe. They've never right, won a yeah. wooden spoon. And, no, no, mate, no. They, need to, they need to fix things fast because do, yeah. Des Haslott has a hell of a job getting these guys up. And uh, I think we're going to have a low-scoring one here at Wynn Stadium. Um, and that might be shocking because both teams' defence haven't been great in the opening rounds, but I think that they could really struggle with attack. And... Uh, I'm going to go the Dragons by two, but I think it's going to be a real arm wrestle. Yep. I don't know what to expect. This is a game for the week. One of the games of the weekend, I really don't know which way it's going to go. Both teams, you know, as I said, it's a huge game. And 
Dragons, you want you want to see a bit of consistency. Mainly, you just want to see anything, yeah. really, anything better than what they've dished out in the first fortnight. Yeah. So, yeah. Dragons by two for me, and Dragons by sixteen for me. All right, that was our tip. All right, we just previewed <coughs> your team. Let's move on to the second game of the Friday night action now, and let's preview my team because the South City Rabbitohs are going into the battle against their old arch enemy, the undefeated, impressive, almost looking unbeatable at the moment, Sydney Roosters on Friday night from eight pm. At, is it ANZ? Yeah. Yep, it's ANZ Stadium. See us home game. We'll see if Russell Crowe shows up to train with the, the old book of feuds <laughs> to, to ignite the Rabbitohs this week. But uh, as I said, cause the focus. The Rabbitohs, they got a win against Manly. They weren't great against the Storm, but the focus has all been on the Roosters. They destroyed the Tigers on the weekend. It was a terrible effort by the Tigers, but a great effort by the Roosters. They destroyed Manly the week prior. They haven't had a challenge yet. Yep. This is their first real challenge. And James Tedesco and Brett Morris, between them, 11 tries. Brett Morris is in career best perform- uh, form, and he's 34, 4, 35 years old, mate. So absolutely Killing unbelievable Killing. effort. What do you think's in store for us on Friday night? Because this is going to be a hell of a game. This is probably the match of the week, maybe apart from the Storm Penrith Thursday night game. Well, I'm pretty confident one thing's not going to happen, and that's the score from last Last time these two teams met. Haven't even mentioned that yet. Let's in, uh, get into it. Was it round 20? It was round 20. It was the final 20. round of the regular yeah, season. 60 to 8. 60 to 8. It was a huge performance on the Rabbitohs. Very shocking. The Roosters it didn't win a game for the shocking. rest of the season. And uh, obviously it's going to be... The Roosters are going to be fired up after that loss. They're going to be ready oh, to get some revenge. They want revenge. Don't you worry. They had the head-to-head advantage over the Rabbitohs during their history, especially of recent times. And, uh, you know, Brett Morris... And James Desco, 11 tries between them, mate. Crazy. That's 44 points. That's crazy. That's as many points as the Rabbitohs have scored in their first two games. And that was two players for the Sydney Roosters. So and they're outside scoring a lot of other teams in the competition, let's be honest. Yeah. Um, both of these sides, they favour the left-hand side. The Tedesco, Kiri, Brett Morris, Joseph Manu side, huge for the Roosters over the first two weeks. The Rabbitohs have got the Latrell, gay guy, Cody Walker, Alex Johnston side. Obviously, they're both going to be targeting this side. Who's going to be more successful? And where do you, do you think these teams are both top four teams this year? Where, do you think that we could see this, you know, very, very deep into the season, this contest? Oh, 100%, once again, hundred percent. You know, it's South Sydney's to lose the top four spot, in my opinion. Uh, they've got they've got a they've had a gun side for a couple of years, but they've had a couple of good signings in the off season. Uh, Roosters, well, they'll probably you know be up there again if they once they get all their troops on the field, and that's the impressive thing with the Roosters. They're doing all this with numerous people out. Radley, Verrill's yeah. friend, and Cordner, and Cordner. Not even mention the captain. They've got guys like Sam Walker and obviously Suali playing reserve grade. They're only yeah. young kids. We'll see how their career goes with yeah. so much depth for this club at the moment, which then. Gives you the question, are they under the salary cap? I'll let any, everybody <laughs> else answer that question. Day. <laughs> yeah, but uh, we could do a two-hour podcast just on that clause. But, uh, I mean, as I said, mate, who do you think's got the... Who do you think's taking this out? Who's got the better attack down that left-hand side? Uh, Both teams focus it. It's hard to split. Um, and, yeah, what... What do you think? Obviously, the Roosters are in better form than Seahawks in the first two weeks, but yeah. you mentioned it. Huge year for Seahawks. Bennett's last season, they've lost three preliminary finals in a row. Yeah. The Roosters need to bounce back from a disappointing 2020 finish to their campaign after winning multiple premierships back-to-back. What's your prediction here, Cos? And where's the match going to get won? I want you to tell me what, how it's going to be won. Give it to me. It's going to be one up front for me. Um, you got... Let me get the teams up. They'll, both teams have a giant forward back. I'll let you have a look yeah. now. But Collins, uh, TKO, Crichton's back from his suspension. Hargraves adds so Tupanua much is, off the bench as well. But yes, Tupanua's just killing it. Um, Liu and then Radley's coming back. And then um, JWH has come off the bench for the first two games. It's an intimidating forward pack. It's an underrated forward pack um, it, it so is. far this season. Uh, and then you've got Burgess, Totola. Kaloa Matangi and Sua and Murray. So strong point for the Rabbitohs, the bench as well. Arrow yeah. coming off there. Big Mark Nichols has been impressive. Yeah. So this whichever year. forward pack gets that gets that rolling over the advantage line, I reckon the uh, the back line for that team will reap the benefits. Do you think it's going to be a high scoring one? Um, I don't think it will be. I don't think it will go tip for tat. I think I think it will be close. And um, well, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. 
my prediction is Roosters by four. Roosters by four. Yeah. Going to go the Roosters. Um, I can't. I can't bag you for that. I mean, they're on fire. They're absolutely outstanding. The thing when I'm going through this game is, I'm seeing the Roosters play some great football. Their defence has been impressive. As I said, it's going to be their first big test. I'm looking at the potential of both sides, and the Roosters can definitely take this premiership out without a doubt. But I'm just going to go back to the fact that I think this is the Rabbitohs' chance with this current squad to win a premiership. I don't. I think if they lose this year, they don't win the premiership. They don't at least make the grand final. I think their time, this top squad's chance, and their time to win a premiership might be coming to an end. So. They weren't great against the Storm first up. Bennett's going to have them fired up for this. They're going to have Russell Crowe in camp. They're going to want to you know, continue that success that they had last year in that 68 flogging against the Roosters. Roosters are not going to want that to happen, but I just think Seahawks have so much to prove in this game that they're contenders. The Roosters win this game. They're without a doubt, you know, premiership favourites close to it. But the Rabbitohs, we haven't seen their best football so far this year. If they win, they really make a statement that you've got to be at your absolute best to beat them. And I think that the Rabbitohs are going to respond, and I've got the Rabbitohs by 10 points in this game. So that's two different out of three. Two so out of three so far, <laughs> mate. We're going great. All right, let's move on to my favourite time of the week. Super Saturday. Super Saturday. All right, moving on now to Super Saturday. As I mentioned, my favourite time of the week. If you guys are enjoying this podcast, as I said, please remember to like, subscribe, and share. Because I don't know if you're aware, you're going to be a future guest on the show, so I hope you're aware. But I've got a second podcast, and it is What Have We Been Watching? A brand new fortnightly movie podcast where we deep dive into your favorite movies every week and then rank them. We've got movie reviews coming up this week. We've got our, at the end of this week, we've got a ranking every Disney theatrically released animated movie. It's going to be a big episode, so come join me and my co-host, Noletta, every fortnight as we deep dive into the world of cinema. Follow us, like us on What Have We Been Watching? And what have we been watching movie podcast on Facebook? And really support both these shows. And if you like them, help us grow them because I've got a guest on this week to the NRL podcast. And the way you guys help and subscribe is to help and grow this show and make it even bigger and better. And the other one as well, support both podcasts. Let's get us through the roof and let's uh, make make my podcast space something special. Tell us what you think. Tell us your comments. And thank you guys for your support. Super Saturday kicks off at 3 p.m. between the Canberra Raiders and the New Zealand Warriors from GIO Stadium because how do you think both these teams are travelling? The Warriors, one win, one loss. The Raiders undefeated so far this year. Warriors could easily be undefeated too. Only just going down to the Knights last week by four points, I think. Um, I didn't see the Raiders' first game. I was working, so I can't really comment on their first game. And I saw a majority of Sunday against the Sharks. Again, that could have gone either way. You know, Chad Townsend missing the two goals there. The Raiders were really impressive in that first half, but kind of struggled to back it up. Yeah. Do you think? you agree with that? Yeah, I agree with that. And, uh, well, yeah, haven't really seen much of them. Warriors... Uh, bit hard got to get the, a um, got, Yeah, got the upset win there. You know, well, all the light was on. Gold Coast with their off-season signings, the and documentary, the doc, yeah, the you documentary had, leading up to the um, to the season, on, and then the Warriors were like, "Yep, we're in this competition too," and yeah, took that game out, nineteen six, and yeah, could have easily won on Friday as well. So yeah, I think the the Warriors are travelling okay. They've been hit with a couple of injuries. Um, well, let's get into yeah. that. We've got the team lists up here, and obviously their main one because you just. Touched on it. Uh, Chanel Harris-Tavita, who yeah. has been in great form there in the halves. He's, what, do you know what injury he did? He's out for a significant amount of time. I know he was spotted in a moon form. boot the day after uh, yeah, the weekend. Yes, yes. Some, sort of le- yeah. some sort of leg injury. Yeah. I think it's eight to 12 weeks he's looking at. Yeah. Tanoa Brown's got a three-week suspension as well. So yeah. the new faces in that lineup. They've got Kane Evan- Evans coming on the bench there. Um, and, uh, and Sean O'Sullivan, the old... Uh, Utility from the Roosters, the old backup halfback. He gets his shot to be in this half's uh, combination with Cody Nicarima there at the Warriors. So some changes there. The uh, the Raiders, pretty much the same lineup that defeated the Cronulla Sharks on Sunday night, apart from Jared Croker, their yeah. captain, who returns and makes his first appearance of the year. How do you think this one's going to go, Cos? Um, you, you mentioned how you think both of them are travelling and, uh, you know, the, the Raiders are undefeated. 
I, it's a bit. T- I don't know. It's a bit. I've gone back and forth, but you've got to go the home grand advantage, and the fact their captain's back in Croker. You know, um, Sebastian Chris, from what I've seen, has done a fine job. I think he has too. I think that he could actually put pressure on Curtis Scott's centre spot. To be yeah, honest with you, he's had a strong start too from from what I've seen as well. But yeah, you'd ha- you'd have to go the home team. You know, Ryan James has been fantastic off, off the, the bench. Yeah. Yep, he's uh, he's been playing sixty minutes out there. It seems to me like uh, the nominalist Luai yep. has played the opening twenty, and then James has just come on and added yep. so much from their bench. Yep. Him and Soliola have been outstanding there. Um, I just feel like the Warriors for it's going to be. As we've said it all week with this battle of forward pack. The Warriors have such a huge forward pack, and it's something I was worried about at the start of the year. You've got Fenua Blake. Bunny Afoa comes in there now, but you've got guys like Toe Harris there as well. They're such a big forward pack, but I I fear for their mobility. And I feel like last week, they had that game won against the Knights and they threw it away. Their defense got a bit sloppy, a little yeah. bit lazy. They got fatigued out there fast. I think the, the Raiders got a bit more of a mobile forward pack, mate. Yeah, yeah I agree with that. And I feel like uh, it's definitely going to set the platform for George Williams and Jack Wyden to control the tempo of the game. Wyden's been a bit quiet, in my opinion, for those two weeks. Yeah, uh, uh, George Williams has been the... Con- he's controlled. Yes. Uh, the, Ra- the Raiders are all over the park the first couple of weeks. Uh, as you said, Wyden's been a bit quiet due to his... Uh, compared to his usual standards. Well, he's doubling the medal as last year. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Controversially, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. as you said, you're gonna you're gonna tip the Raiders in this one, mate. Yeah, you have to go the home team. Uh, in terms of margin, I'll probably take them by ten. The Raiders by ten. I think that, I as I said, I really worry about that mobility in the Raiders forward pack. Halves, uh, Nikarima. I don't know if he's ever played with Sean O'Sullivan before in the halves, so that's interesting. Yep. I think the Raiders can put on scoring. I got the Raiders by thirty. Like, yeah, I'm calling it right now. Jeez. No disrespect to the Warriors. They've had a decent start to the year. I think they've overachieved, but I think they're going to get a dose of reality this weekend. I think the Raiders are just travelling on a little bit nicely there in the first two rounds. Yeah. Uh, Cos, they're, they're doing enough to win matches, starting yeah, to play into yeah, a little yeah. bit of form, and I think they're a bit of dark horse to start this comp. Yeah, they sit third at the moment, but you, you've got the Roosters and the pant- the spotlights on them, and Parramatta and Newcastle, obviously. So yeah, they are going a little bit under the radar. We'll see. Yeah, not yeah. not many people are talking about them, but they're they're doing enough to win their games. I've got them Ricky, by a huge Ricky score. Ricky would be enjoying that. Things is a week sure. they 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 come out and uh, and uh, put a score on and, and really put the rest of the league on notice. Yep. All right, Cos. I know you've been waiting all podcasts for this one. It's the match of the round. It's the biggest game of all time between two <laughs> sides that are at the top of their game at the moment. <laughs> they're in their element. They're ready to play. It's the Brisbane Broncos versus the Canterbury Bulldogs from 5.30, Suncourt Stadium. I don't know if we've got a fart noise, uh, a snore noise, <laughs> something. This is a match you can definitely skip. For me, the, the interesting part of this game is uh, both of the new coaches at these clubs were yet without a win. Yep. Trent Barrett, he hasn't shown much, you know. He hasn't shown much desperation yet. He's a pretty cool figure up there yeah, in the box so far. Kevin Walters, feeling the, the, feeling the stress <laughs> a little bit. Uh, Cos, it's what? What do you, what do you think about these two disaster, these disaster teams at the moment? I mean, it's, it's a roller coaster sport in these clubs. Um, if you support them, uh, the Broncos versus the Bulldogs, mate. Who you got? How do you think they're travelling? Give me something here because this right, game well, seems I don't know like how to prepare for this game. But you're gonna have a good Saturday night if you don't want to watch rugby league because you can just completely skip this game, forget that it's on, look the score up later, and just enjoy your night. <laughs> Look, um, yeah, the Broncos' last premiership, well, last victory, let's be honest, was against the Dogs all the way back in July last year. The Dogs got it back in round 20, though. Did they play again? I'm pretty sure they played the final round, did they not? Yeah. For the wooden spoon. No? I don't know. No, no, they played the Cowboys, didn't they? Yeah, I think so. They played the Cowboys and the Bulldogs beat the Rabbitohs um, in round 19 last year to, to avoid the wooden spoon. But there was definitely a battle for the wooden spoon. You're right, continue. My bad. My bad for interrupting. Yes, uh, what have we got? Round nine was their last meeting okay. last year. Sweet. And it was 26-8. That's why I shouldn't go off memory. <laughs> Getting old, I just forget stuff. Um, so basically, to me, it's which club's in more crisis at the moment. I'd probably have to say Brisbane. Are you in that more was, crisis? Yeah, yeah, I reckon Brisbane is just, they've just carried it. It's just same shit, different year. 
and they just they, they cancelled a golf day or whatever yeah. a punt that whatever yeah. it was a racing day and uh, you know the legends uh, critical of them. There's a lot of things going on there at the moment. Uh, yeah, it's just more of the same from both clubs. Like Trent, as you said, keeping a pretty pretty level head. He's got a couple of signings that are coming next year with the Fox and Burton to join the squad. He's making moves, but it's not really your squad. No, yet. it's it's it, they're hard to watch Canterbury. It's it's frustrating. I'm frustrated more for their fans that you know spend all summer pumped up, new coach, new signings. They're Some expect- people saying, "Oh, we could make the finals this year," yeah. and I was like, just. Temper that, yeah. Just, just that pump the brakes. Yeah, a little yeah, bit. yeah. The expectation, it's coming in the next few years. I rate Trent Barrett as a coach, but I don't yeah. think it's going to be this year. That's for sure. And the opening two rounds haven't proved me wrong. Let's solely talk about the on-field stuff right now, because you look at the Broncos and they were in control against Parramatta in that round one yeah. game. Great first half performance. They got a few injuries. Things yeah. went wrong. They lost that match to the Eagles, but I thought it was a very impressive round one performance. So heading into last week, I was like, I'm going to tip the Broncos for an upset. <laughs> They were very poor against the Titans in that they, first half. and They were. They responded in the second half a little bit, but they just struggled to create points. Their defence falls off. I mean, they, they are scoring more tries than the Bulldogs, but their defence has fallen off. They don't have a plan near the line. They yeah. just seem to get lucky with some yeah. of their tries. And yeah. they, they're just not consistent for 80 minutes. Milford's having a real tough time out there, obviously. It's not going Brody well for him. Too. Yep. Yep. And, then on the, and then on the other side of the, of the spectre, or the spectrum, as yep. some might say. Probably that's probably the right way to say it. Um, I love my uh, I love my little words. I get wrong on this show. Pronunciation, <laughs> saying stuff. It's going great here on the podcast. Remember, like Steve Steve's in our office. But anyway, uh, back to the Bulldogs on the other side of the spectrum. You've got the Canterbury Bulldogs who get they can start games off really well. They score two tries. They get to ten points, and they're like, "What do we do now?" Because yeah. they they just they just yeah. stop. I don't know what's going on. And obviously, they couldn't get started last week against Penrith. No. Uh, Penrith yeah. were well in control in that game. Penrith were all over them from the get-go. They, yep. they got that try that was taken off them, but that was about as close as they got. All right, I think we've spent enough time in this garbage. Um, <laughs> we, for me, it's a really a battle between Todd Payton, Kevin Walters, and Trent Barrett for who's going to get a win with their new club first. Yeah. One of those teams, one of those coaches is going to have a win on the board after this week at least. Hey, could, tell, be, could be a nine-minute draw. Tell me. Tell me, Cos. What do you got? Who you got in this game? Who have I got? Let's move I'm on. I'm going to keep it simple. I've gone Brisbane and miss the game if you can. <laughs> Brisbane boy? One. <laughs> I'm going Brisbane too. I mean, I don't I don't think this is a game you bet on. I think you just avoid... I think you just no, avoid everything like for cook this. some dinner or watch a movie. <laughs> watch a movie. Watch or... a Snyder Cup. Yeah. Do, it, do whatever you need to do. I am going to go Brisbane by 14. Yeah, I'm 13 plus. Why not? Yeah. I, I feel like they've got a little bit more potential this season than the Bulldogs. But yeah. Potential and reality, yeah. two different things, mate. <laughs> All right. Two uh, games that I don't think are going to be fantastic to open Super Saturday. My favourite time of the week. I'm still going to enjoy it, obviously. But uh, to end the night, we've got an actual blockbuster game. This is actually a game I'm really looking forward to because it's uh, from 7.30. The Parramatta Eels at Bankwest Stadium will host the incoming Cronulla Sharks, Parramatta. Fantastic performance last Thursday night against the storm, despite the uh, the weather and yep. you know the humidity uh, and the the dew on the surface there. But uh, very good. They're versing a Cronulla side that you know they didn't get the job done against Canberra on Sunday night, but they were pretty impressive in that second half. 12-10 going down, and they they got a win against the Dragons round one. So a pretty good contest here, Cos. Yep. What are you thinking heading into this game between these two clubs? I think, uh, yeah, as you said, Parramatta, impressive last week against the Storm. Impressive comeback against, uh, well, if you want to call it impressive, against Brisbane, you know. They should... They, will, they, they should showed have. a bit of hard in that second half. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Um, Sharks, yeah, got the the uh, the win first round up against um, the Dragons and could have easily won on Sunday against uh, Canberra. Poor Tad, Chad Townsend. Yeah, look... I didn't see the second half, but when I saw the uh, the highlights, they the first one was definitely kickable. I think they were both kickable, but yeah, he'll uh, he'll be staying back and practicing on those for sure this week. Both teams have named pretty similar sides um, to last yeah, week. Uh, I, I think, think Meadows missing from yep the Dave, Eels for Dave the HIA. Papali Papalihi yep. is uh, is coming into he's start been room. Fantastic off the bench. He's yeah he's been a very underrated. Signing earlier right. on this season. He's really made a present there at Parramatta for yep. the Ford pack. They've got Ray Stone as the man on the bench. Cronulla are unchanged. 
How do you see this game going? I think, uh, where is it, Bank West? Yep. Yeah. It's become a fortress for Parramatta. Yeah, it's hard to go past the Eels. I think the Eels will make it uh, 3-0 on Saturday night, and I think they'll do it, I'll say, by 12. By 12? Yeah. I don't think you give it enough credit to Granada Sharks. This is a game that I've been going back and forth for the last two days on. Obviously, we record this show on Tuesday afternoon, so I don't have up till kick-off to think about it. But the more I think about it, Cos, the more I think there's an upset that could be potential. I think that free 10 for Granada with your major betting agencies is an absolute disgrace because I think that, that Cronulla, that they, it's a lack of respect to this Cronulla side. They beat the Dragons. They looked all right in that game. Raiders, who I rate, as I said, I think they're a bit of a dark horse. They were beaten in that second half against Cronulla. Cronulla just couldn't couldn't capitalise and get it done. And I think that without Ryan Madison, I think he's an underrated part of that huge block, cogging yeah. that Eels system there in the in the forward pack. I think this game's got to be won by the forward pack for Cronulla if there are any chance of the upset. But I think Ueli, Woods, and the core of Graham Rudolph, they've been great to start of the year. And I think they're up to the task against this Parramatta side. What impressed me last Thursday for Parramatta were their forwards. Campbell, Gillard and Paulo really stepped up. I think they were two of the best players in the game with Reed Mahoney there, who's been outstanding, outstanding service and dummy half. But again, I still am not sold on Parramatta's halves. Mm-hmm. Brown and, and Moses, they get the job when the pressure's on. They, they've been all right to start the year, but they haven't changed my mind on them as players. And I think that Cronulla, especially if it's wet, again, we've not, we've got to, last week when I was doing my, my tips on Tuesday, didn't know we were going to have a big weekend of rain and yeah. I didn't really put that into my calculations this week I'm expecting it and I feel like Cronulla are the kings of wet weather football and I think that they if they can dominate this game through their forwards early they can really build a platform and you know obviously Parramatta got a lot more strike weapons guys like Duffo Sevo, Moses and Brown when they're on but I feel like Parramatta just know how to get it done in, in wet weather football I think it'll be a low scoring game but I'm actually going to go Cronulla by two in a huge upset mate how I sold them to you at all? You say huge upset. <laughs> I've got here that in the last six, Cronulla have won four. Mate, so, that's yeah. just Adam credence to my, uh, my tip. Parramatta have been close to top four side most of those years, I'd say. So it's, They've got a good record against yeah. them. We'll see how it goes there on Saturday night. That is our preview for Super Saturday. Let's move on to the Sunday games now. All right, stay tuned at the end of these footy tips. We've got a little bit of a special segment coming up where we're going to go into NRL Super Coach. So stay tuned after we finish our tips. We'll recap them. Kozaru is in my super coach league. He's been in it for a long time. I don't know who won that comp last year. Might need a little bit of a reminder later, Cos. I mean, whoever it was was a superstar in his yeah. element at the back end of last season. But uh, let's move on to the Sunday <laughs> games now. And it all kicks off from 4 p.m. when the Newcastle Knights take on the West Tigers from McDonald's Jones Stadium. Newcastle, they're undefeated, two from two. They were in trouble against the Warriors in that second half last week, managed to grind out a win. The Warriors got a little bit tired late there, and Newcastle capitalised, and they're winning these games without some of their star players, guys like Lachlan Fitzgibbon, Caelan uh, Ponga, Kurt Meehan was obviously missed last week. They're doing it They're doing it well. They're travelling well, Newcastle, to start the season. They're versus the West Tigers team that I think were very competitive in round one and absolutely awful and exposed, especially in those left edges. Uh, on Sunday against the Sydney Roosters, the team lists are in, and Kurt Mann's been named back in the side this week. I think that's a pretty similar side everywhere else for uh, for Newcastle. Sorlo's back as well, I believe. I know he's actually um, named 19th. I think he was suspended for a um, for a high shot in week one. The West Tigers, despite the fact they went down by pretty much 40 in the weekend, are unchanged. Cos, what are you thinking heading into this game about these two clubs? Uh, Newcastle, as you touched on, perfect start. Doing it without a couple of their superstars, especially Ponga. They're at the uh, at the back. Texoy's done a solid job there for them. Yep, um, pretty pretty good. Yeah, I didn't see the Tigers in round one, but obviously last Sunday against the Roosters, they were exposed, well, especially down that left side. That and let's, Joe, let's, Joey Lee I was going to say, let's let's. Cut straight to the chase. Let's say the problem, and it's yeah. both the Leilua brothers in yeah. defence. And, and I know and I know you like Luciano because he's yeah. a poor dragon. He's yeah. been really solid with the football well, I think hands. He's the better Leilua. Yeah, I don't on think and it's... off the field. <laughs> but defensively, they got exposed big time. They got mate. exposed. Yeah, Brooks. He's always had his defensive issues too. Yep. And yeah, and he tries hard, Brooks, but it just hasn't worked out for it him. Does. At the NRL yeah. level. Very inconsistent. It's 150 games, and all of them are. 
regular season games. None of them. Uh, yeah, finals games. He hasn't led the Tigers to a final appearance. Can they upset Newcastle this week? Can they knock them off? New, as I said, Newcastle, they're still missing a few of their superstars, but yeah. uh, they're traveling Sunday, on Sunday afternoon at home. They're going to be hard to beat. I can't see the Tigers. I think that's an underrated part of Newcastle as well, uh, what they've been able to build under Adam Bryan there. They've made Newcastle back into a place that's, that's pretty hard to win at. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're a lot of teams are struggling there. Yeah, absolutely. So they at the start of the season, if and the NRL um, NRL's website, the NRL.com, they um, promoted the fact that the Knights have a soft start to the season. They're versing a lot of teams that didn't make the finals last year, mm-hmm. but they're traveling along nicely. I don't see any reason why they can't continue the job this week. The the interesting part, um, actually, no, sorry, I said the Tigers didn't make a change. Joseph Leilua has been dropped. Yeah, yes, and Roberts so, comes back in. Okay, so Robert, Roberts is back, and that's yeah. their only change, but. After being, it's interesting after being so exposed last week down that left hand side, Joseph's the only change. Yeah. Um, Newcastle, in my opinion, can definitely expose that. hundred percent. I do think um, one positive about last week, and actually a couple positives. Dane Laurie for the Tigers, fantastic in the beaten side. He yeah. is going to be a superstar of the game, in my opinion. Good pick up. Agree with that? Oh yeah, yeah, hundred percent. He looks dangerous every time he touched the ball against the Roosters, which yeah. is a positive sign yeah. for his career. Earned himself a uh, Dalian point there. What do you think about Dewey's performance? Because I thought he was solid as well. Yeah. I, I, I think his running game was all right. Playmaking-wise, I don't know if his position is actually 5'8", that yeah. he should be playing, but because uh, I think he's, he's kicking games. He's been all over the park. Yeah, I think his kicking game leaves a bit to be desired, but overall, I think he was a strong running 5'8". I don't know if he yeah, was a problem last he is, week. but it, that's the Tigers' problem. They need a organiser at 7, and they need... Brooks to be that running 5-8 in my opinion anyway some teams have too many like chefs in the kitchen yeah. the Tigers don't have yeah. any they need they need a leader they need someone to step up yeah. do you think Michael Maguire is under a bit of pressure I and, think so yep yeah. just just look at that that trial game against Manly and they absolutely dominated and Manly were you know without half their stars they put on this performance the crowd's given them a standing ovation at half time and then come round one and two they just seems like it's the same stuff yep. over and over and over again. Um, I think, yeah, I think he's, I wouldn't say huge pressure yet. Well, I like but, the style of coaches. Obviously, yeah. you see us to the premiership. Yeah. I'm yeah. a bit biased in forms of, in terms of that, but it's a squad that he's built there now, so he's well, running. Uh, yeah, I, I read, I don't know where I read it, but I read somewhere that it was um, Madge had come out and said that it's his squad. It's the squad he wants. I've heard that before with Paul McGregor, and look how that turned out. You know, he's not doesn't even have a job in the NRL at the moment. Michael so. McGuire has been such a like with the Rabbitohs when he was head coach there. He's such a good defensive coach, and getting guys fired up, and their defense is yeah. atrocious. So I can't believe he's only made one change to that left hand side. Insane, insane though. That's some red hot attack they come up against yes, on yeah. Sunday. They need they need some big signings. They need a playmaker there. They need one fast. If Adam Reynolds goes of contract and tests his mark at the AU. Yeah. If I was the Tigers, I'd be yeah. very much, even though he's getting older on in his career, I'd very much consider making an offer there. Back to this match, I've got the the, the Knights by 10 points. I've also gone the Knights. Um, haven't really given too much thought on margins. I'm just throwing them out there as you're asking. So I'll I'll go 14. I think that I think when a team gets flogged, they're better the next week. I think the Tigers yeah, will uh, come Usually there's a bit up. of a hit back. Um, but, but I'm, impre- I'm impressed for what I'm seeing by Newcastle so far. And same with last game, I've got down here the Tigers, uh, four from six against the Knights. So they also have a pretty good... Decent record. Yeah, decent record coming into this one. So, But I'll still go with the Knights at home on yep, Sunday. They're hard to beat at home up there at McDonald Jones Stadium for sure. Yep. All right, mate, we're here. We've made it. The 6.30 game on Sunday, the last game of the round. It's going to be the North Queensland Cowboys at home yet again up there at Queensland Country Bank Stadium versus the Gold Coast Titans. The Titans, they got on the board last week. A good win there against the Brisbane Broncos. Got some confidence building with their key new signings. The Cowboys, on the other hand, similar, in my opinion, to the Bulldogs and Broncos. An absolute disaster at the moment. Tamalolo, after getting bagged by Payton, he got hurt last week, um, late in the week. Um, they, they just weren't there against the Dragons, in my opinion. And Todd Payton, he was a very dour figure at full time. Cos, your thoughts on these two clubs and, uh, you know, the Cowboys, how can they, what, what are they going to do to fix this? Because at the moment, I don't think they've got the troops that they can fix it, to be honest with you. Personally, I've been bagging them every single time I've made a podcast. I haven't come on 16th at the start of the year. I've bagged them for the opening two weeks. So I want a little bit of positivity, a little bit of a brighter. I don't know if I can You don't know you can give it to me no. about the, the Cowboys' future because I've got them running last. I haven't seen anything to convince me otherwise. Um. 
more of the same, mate. I've I've had them last since November when I did a my own little ladder prediction. Well, a lot of people were saying they they could be a, a, a sneaky inclusion into the top eight this year. Did they really recruit for this year? I can't really I can't really say. They've got Holmes who has made it public that he wants to play fullback. Yet they picked um, Scott Drinkwater there at fullback, and he's still fullback this week, yeah, which blows been, my yeah. mind. How, what is home on like eight hundred thousand a year, and yeah. he's playing out there in the wing? Yeah. And he was he scored a great troll, yeah. solo try last week. Yeah, all thanks to Dufty being out of position. <laughs> <laughs> it's bad defence for the Dragons, that's for sure. I'm not going to get into that. Um, but yeah, you've got Morgan, you got Clifford. I don't think they're performing. No, I think they could be in for a tough week this week. Are you in agreement there? Um, if I was to give one positive for the Cowboys so far this year, it's, they haven't conceded 50 and they're technically still in the running. They need a fish fast. <laughs> Todd Payton, I don't know why he turned down the Warriors to come over here and coach the Cowboys because if, mate, those figures at full time after only a fortnight at the, as a head coach for the yeah. Cowboys. It's it's not looking good. I feel sorry for him. Um, I, I think it was someone on Channel 9 on Sunday said um, the pictures on in the shed at full time against the Dragons, it was like they've lost the semi final. Head, um, heads in their hands already. So yeah, I think uh, them and their fans are in for a long season. This is something I haven't mentioned though. Like he's going to come in, he's going to rebuild this club to to be what he wants. I don't know where any of these expectations came from this year because for me, they have one of the worst rosters in the NRL in this Ford pack. Is I'm gonna I'm gonna read these names out to you, and you tell me is this a Ford pack? That you know you you'd fear to, to face if you're another NRL coach. Molo, Robson, McLean, Dunn, Hess, Cotter. These guys, I'm not trying to bag them. Yeah. They're you know they they they're doing their craft. They they're trying their best. But for me, that's not an NRL standard forward pack. Yeah. Starting well, look, forward pack. Anyway, I know Tamalolo is obviously a big exclusion. Molo's um, signed on from next year with. The uh, Dragons, which is obviously the team I go for, so there's some rumours that, that you're trying to get Tamalolo <laughs> and uh, you may yeah, they got stuff up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Reese Robson, uh, ex-Dragon. Um, I, I don't really rate him. How is Josh McGuire not starting? Yeah, it's an interesting one. He's coming off the bench yet again. I don't, I don't understand Just, what's happening in this team. Let's move on to the yeah, Titans. Let's yeah. go over there. I think this thing's an absolute mess. Yeah, they were decent last week. They were, and Ash Taylor was he out? He's been he's not in the seventeen this week. Um, I just noticed that um, they've got Tana Tana Boyd coming in playing five eight. Yeah, so. I read something this afternoon about uh, hand soreness after the game. Okay, so yeah, hand injury, huge injury then. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. yeah. All right. Well, the Gold Coast Titans, as I said, they were much better last week. Brimson had a little bit of a quiet team uh, game, especially for my super coach team. I wasn't too impressed there. We'll talk about that momentarily. Yeah. But uh, for Feeder. Absolutely on fire, unstoppable there in the um, against the uh, against the Broncos. Um, you really exposed them badly. I thought they were very disappointing in the second half, however, the Titans. But I think these combinations are going to really build as as the season goes. I thought it was going to be a, always going to be a slow start for them. Um, I'm guessing you're going to tip them in this game, same as me. And what are your thoughts on the Titans overall? Uh, thoughts on the Titans? I think uh, Fodawaka has been really leading that pack there. And uh, Big Tino's had a couple of big games for Fida, obviously, last week with the double against his old club. I still question his defence. I still have uh, issues there. Yeah, it's anyway. a bit hit or miss. It's got my time below. Yeah, but he's yeah. doing such a great job with the football that. And Jolifey's been coming off the bench and just continuing what the starting front rows have done. Mitch Rain, you know, a uh, local boy from down here, he's. Uh, you know, he would have spent most of the off-season you know, questioning whether he'd be in this side with all those rumours with Cameron Smith, well, Smith potentially yep. joining the club. But with Smith finally announcing his retirement, Reigns cemented that spot. Pete's has obviously moved on. Uh, today he's heading into England. So Reigns has been pretty solid. Uh, Fogarty has been handed the captain or co-captaincy. Um, Brimson, you know, obviously... We like to talk Supercoach, and he wasn't very good in Supercoach last week. But, but he had a great defensive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a solid player, and, you know, he's not going to be pulling those type of games every week. He, he had a quiet game. Um, yeah, I've gone uh, Titans by plenty. I just think, yeah, if they can switch on, it could be 30-plus. But one thing I do want to bring up is that since 2014... The last 13 meetings between these two sides, the Cowboys have won 11. 
You love me. That's a good start out of 13. I like it, mate. Start me. It ha- that should convince me to tip North Queensland, but it's not. Based on what I've seen in the first two weeks, Tamuelo's obviously still out. There's obviously some confidence issues there. And Titan- I feel like the Titans need to fix up their defence a little. Yeah. I mean, I, they, they did switch off there a little bit. Especially in that second half. The Broncos scored a few tries there. Yeah. But as I, I don't said, think I- the game was ever in doubt last week, but a little bit of a switch off, and Brisbane got two or three tries. So how many, how many go on Gold Coast for? Because we're both going to go Gold Coast. Give me a number. Uh, I don't want to jinx them, but I'm going to anyway. I'll, I'll, I'll go 40. <laughs> that's, that's a lot. That's okay. Jeez, that's yeah. a... Don't okay. want to jinx them, but that's a huge amount. I'm going to, I'm going to go by 24. I'm going to go a little bit, a little bit less uh, enthusiastic, but I, I think that they're... Hey, that record, that record might sit in the back of their head. That's... I think we can both agree that they're certain is this week, in yeah. my opinion, anyway. Yeah. I think. Show me something, Cowboys. Proved me wrong this yeah, year, but you yeah. haven't so far. No. So, all right. Well, those were our tips for round three of the NRL Telstra Premiership. It's been a pleasure having you as a guest this week, guys. I hope you've enjoyed it. You seem to get a little bit more confident <laughs> as the podcast went on. I love your stats, killing it. You, you studied more this week for this, my podcast than I've done in two years. So, congratulations <laughs> there. I'm going to bring back a segment that uh, I had last year, and it's called Steve's Bets of the Week. Sometimes they're good, sometimes they're bad. A little bit like Ben Hunt's. Sometimes <laughs> rocks, sometimes diamonds there for my bets of the rounds. Before we do so, let's recap our footy tips, and uh, we're just going to read them out here, Cos. Uh, so, I can't remember the margins I've given you. It's all right, don't have to do that. Um, let's, let's read them out. Cos, I'll let you start. Uh, Cos's round three tips of the week, the uh, Panthers versus the Storm. Uh, Panthers. The Dragons versus Manly. Dragons. The Rabbitohs versus the Roosters. The Roosters. The Raiders versus the Warriors. The Raiders. The Broncos versus the Bulldogs. Uh, Broncos with no confidence. The Eels versus Cronulla. Eels. The Knights versus the Tigers. Knights. And the Cowboys versus the Titans. Titans. All right. Now, can you please do the same for me and I'll read out mine and we'll see what the fans think. Who has the better tips? We'll see how we both go. Anyway. All right. Westy, your Thursday pick. Panthers and Storm. The Melbourne Storm in that game. Dragons and Manly. The Dragons just. Souths and Roosters. I couldn't be a Rabbitohs fan if I tipped the Roosters, so the Rabbitohs. Uh, the Raiders and the Warriors. The Raiders by plenty. Broncos and Bulldogs. Who cares? The Broncos, <laughs> next. Eagles and Sharks. Cronulla and a big upset. My upset of the week. Knights and Tigers. The Knights. And Cowboys versus... The Titans. The Titans, why plenty. All right. Well, those are our tips for round three of the Telstra Premiership. Because if you get a perfect round, you're kicked off the show forever. I'll never have you back on if you embarrass me. Um, but I'm sure that won't be a problem, knowing your history. Um, but anyway, uh, I'll, I'll let the audience know how you go next week on the podcast. I'll, uh, I'll mention how you went with your footy tips. Let's get to the bets of the week now, Cos. Have you got anything for us? Are you cooking up a bit of a moldy there or you got a bet? What's a certainty? What's coming up? What's your bet of the week? All right, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna call this a uh, well. Anyone that knows my history knows. Don't listen to my first try scores. <laughs> I'm gonna step away from first try scores. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna I'm gonna put together a little multi that I've considered safe, and it's a three leg multi, and it's just head to head winners. I've gone the Panthers, the into the Dragons, into the Titans. I think that's a safe bet. How much is that paying? It's you paying $5.09. So can you re- just say that again? I've got Panthers head-to-head, Dragons head-to-head, Titans head-to-head. Okay. And sports bets put that up at $5.10. If that doesn't get up, then I uh, won't quit my day job. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, mate. Um, for me, just having a look. I'm just having a little bit of uh, bit of study going on right now, Cos. Uh I am going to go, if you like a bit of value, like I do, you know, you're looking for something special, I am going to go something that I call, it's, you're getting $13.80. I think that's a bit of value here. I think that several of these are guaranteed to happen. And that's uh, the Melbourne Storm head-to-head. So complete opposite of yours straight away. <laughs> I'm going to go Cronulla with seven and a half start. So not to lose by more... Either win or lose by less than eight points. I think that's good at $1.90. 
um, against the Eels. As I said, I think that upset's good, but you know the upset's not served me at all, but I think it's going to be a close game, especially in this weather. Um, I've got the Knights head-to-head. I think they're going to be too good for the Tigers, and I've got Gold Coast 13-plus at 280. Put that in there. So that gives you 1380. Put uh, a tenner on that. That's $107. Not bad, Coz. Not, not bad. bad. All right. Uh, we're about to wrap this up, but before we do, we're going to have a special segment in honour of you as my special guest here, Coz. Um, I know you're a big super coach player. You love the game. Um, your success has been mixed. <laughs> um, but you love the game as well, super coach. I've had, a, I've had a disastrous start this year. I was close. I was in the top 1%, I believe, at the end of last season. Yep. So I was pretty pretty well off there. Uh, this season, not the case. I mean, I'm, I'm, looking, I'm looking down the bottom of the barrel here. Do you have anything uh, for all those super coaches out there that are struggling? Well, who do you think is the buy of the week here? I mean, we've seen some great performance of Cyrus Supercoach. Teddy's got 200-plus scores. Yeah. Luke Keery's dominating. Price changes happen for the first time at the end of this week. Give me your buy of the week here. My buy of the week. Well, it all depends on who you've got, but I guess... Absolutely. I guess if you've started this week without the, the absolute Supercoach goat, there's no denying it. Nathan Ivers yeah, is retired a long time ago, mate. <laughs> I know you've got to um, oh. sell about half your organs to get him, but I think you've got to find a way to get Teddy in there quick. He, he definitely needs to be in your, in your final lineup. Um, yeah, so yeah, I'd probably go Teddy. You've got to, you've, I feel like you've got to, if you, if you don't have him already, and lock him in there. Yeah, lock him in for buy of the week. I'm going to go a little bit different. Um, I haven't personally brought this man into my team this week. But don't worry, guys. I've got a plan. All right? It's going to all come together soon. You'll, I might give you an update on the podcast as, as we go throughout the year. But I think you're, you've got Teddy. You've got Cleary. But those guys got tough matches this week. Cleary might not even play. So if you guys already had them, or if you don't have them, I wouldn't get them in this week. I'm telling you, don't get Cleary or Teddy this week. Keep it till next week if you don't have them. I think that the boy of the week is a man that I thought had, as I said, one of his best games of his career. He's priced at 453000 so a little bit expensive. You can get him at halfback or hooker. Break even a minus 35. He's looking at a 90 grand price rise this week, because It's Ben Hunt from the St. George Lord Dragons. I like him as a backup secondary hooker, perhaps. He's playing under new confidence with McCulloch there and his captaincy back. He's got two scores of 116 and 74. Even if he's not a borderline keeper in your team, he's going to be a, a money machine here over the next couple of weeks. He's got Manly. I think he's got Newcastle after that, the Dragons. I'm liking what I see from Ben Hunt. He's my buy of the week. That was our Supercoach conversation. Cos, I hope you had a good time on the show. Thanks for having me, mate. No worries. Hope you have you back. Unless you get a purring round, then you're never invited back <laughs> on the show. Uh, but thank you guys for listening to Steve's NRL Footy Tips for round three. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Hopefully one of us can get a perfect round. I mean, if he gets it his first week and I haven't got it for 40 shows, then I'm not going to be happy. But uh, thank you guys for listening. Enjoy your weekend of football. Great to have you as a guest, Colts. Take care, guys.